Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 236 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 2 Corinthians chapter 3 today and our focus is on how Christians are letters to a lost and dying world and why do you live where you live. Thank you for joining us every day. We go through God's word one or two chapters at a time. Our goal is to encourage you in daily Bible listening, daily Bible hearing, daily Bible understanding, and daily Bible following. I would like to invite you to tell your friends and neighbors about the show, to share our website with them, which is the best place to subscribe. It's Bible2021.com. That is Bible2021.com, Bible2021.com. As I've probably mentioned before several times on the show, most nights our family gathers in the living room for the extremely generically named Bible time. I guess I need to have a word with our marketing department there. But at Bible time, you guessed it, we read a chapter of the Bible every night and pray. And we're following along the same Bible reading plan that we do on this podcast. And by the way, if you want a copy of that plan, it's easy to get. It's free. You can get it as a downloadable PDF or Word document from the website I mentioned earlier, Bible2021.com. With my family, sometimes we discuss the chapter. And at the end of tonight's chapter, uh, one of our teens said, uh, can you highlight something from that chapter, please? And listening to his question and looking at his face, I think what he meant was that this is not an easy to understand chapter. And you know what? That's a really good assessment of 2 Corinthians 3. It's really short, but it is a little not clear. How about, how about I put it like that? For instance, let's think about verses 7 through 11. Paul says, If the ministry that brought death, chiseled in letters on stones, came with glory so that the Israelites were not able to gaze steadily on Moses' face because of its glory, which was set aside, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry that brought condemnation had glory, the ministry that brings righteousness overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was set aside was glorious, what endures will be even more glorious. So that's not a chunk of scripture that is immediately crystal clear to us exactly what Paul is talking about. To the Israelites, I think that he was writing to, or at least to the Jewish people that would have been in Corinth at the time, it would have been much clearer that he's discussing Moses and the Ten Commandments and the New Covenant and the Old Covenant. But to the Gentiles and to us, it might be a little bit uh, difficult to understand that Paul is telling us that the New Covenant is superior and has greater glory than the Old Covenant. And you know what? Me saying that Paul's letters are sometimes difficult to understand is not only not a slander, but it backs up a truth in the Bible. Yes, Peter himself in 2 Peter 3.16 goes ahead and says that Paul's letters are, can be difficult to understand. He writes, Paul writes the same way in all of his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. So yes, if listening to this podcast or reading through the Bible from time to time, you've had the thought that uh, these these letters, these passages might be difficult to understand, you're not alone. 
If you've ever struggled to understand parts of the Bible, you're not alone. Even Peter says that some of the things Paul writes are difficult to understand. Well, let's go ahead and read our chapter. It's very short, and uh, we'll try to wrap our minds around it and see if the Lord will give us clarity on some of these hard-to-understand things. And then we're going to discuss today how you and I are letters from God written to a world that desperately needs hope. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, like some, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are Christ's letter, delivered by us, not written with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence we have through Christ before God. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything is coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now if the ministry that brought death chiseled in letters on stones came with glory so that the Israelites were not able to gaze steadily at Moses' face because of its glory which was set aside, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry that brought condemnation had glory, the ministry that brings righteousness overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was set aside was glorious, what endures will be even more glorious. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. We're not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily until the end of the glory of what was being set aside, but their minds were hardened. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It's not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So of all the metaphorical descriptions of Christians in the Bible, I think living letters might seem to be one of the strangest until you grasp what is meant here. God sent Jesus as a messenger and a missionary to the world. He came with a message, a message of good news, and he taught that message everywhere. In the same way that Jesus was sent as a messenger and missionary from God, he tells his disciples and us by extension, we are sent. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. So we are sent by Jesus with a message for the world. As such, we are very much supposed to be like living, breathing, and walking letters containing the good news of God and the teachings of Jesus, just like we see in the Great Commission where Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we have a message, and that message is what Jesus has done, that he was crucified and resurrected for us, and what he has taught us. That's one of the reasons why that supposed Francis of Azizi quote, which says, preach the gospel always, if necessary, use words, is so silly. 
The good news is words. The teachings of Jesus is are words. Like they are words. You can't communicate it without words. Yes, our deeds and character should match our words, but we're to be a people of communication. We are living letters. And I should note here that Francis of Assisi never uttered those words or really anything close to that. Uh, he was an extremely powerful preacher and communicator of the words of God. In fact, his biographer said of him, his words were neither hollow nor ridiculous, but filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, penetrating the marrow of the heart so that listeners were turned to great amazement. So as living letters, you and I, we must be about the business of sharing the words of Jesus and the actions of Jesus and the word of God. And Spurgeon spurs us on towards this truth, writing, The position which you occupy in society is not an accidental one. It has not been decreed to you by a blind, purposeless fate. There is predestination in it, but that predestination is wise and looks towards a merciful end. You are placed where you are that you may be a preserving salt to those around you, a sweet savor of Christ to all who know you. The methods of divine grace have ordained a happy connection between you and the people with whom you associate. You are a messenger of mercy to them, a herald of good news, an epistle, a letter of Christ. You're a letter of Christ. The surrounding darkness needs you, and therefore it is written, among whom you shine as lights in the world. You are intended to warn and rebuke some, to entreat and encourage others. To you the mourner looks for comfort and the ignorant for instruction. Let them never look in vain. Be the true friend of people. Observe their condition before God and endeavor to reclaim them from their wanderings. If Joseph was sent to Egypt that he might save his father's house alive, you also are sent where you are for the sake of some of the hidden ones of the Lord's chosen family. That's why you live where you live. If Esther was placed in the court of a heathen king for the deliverance of her nation, so are you, my sister, called to occupy your present position for the good of the church of Christ. Look to it, brethren, lest you miss your life's calling and live in vain. Strong words, powerful words from Charles Spurgeon. We close with our Bible memory verses for the month of August. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. Let it be. Good day, friends, and Godspeed.